What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Pentown Finest Podcast. I'm your host, Dante, and welcome back. You know, it's been as well. Well, what I was trying to do was I was trying to wait for the Roadcaster Pro 2 to come in, and it came in defective, right? It happens when you get the brand new version of something that comes out. You're going to run into some problems when it comes to, you know, you know, faulty hardware because when I got it, the screen was hanging off and I put it together and thought it might work and just fell hard. It didn't fail horribly. It just, it would power on, but you would never see the screen. Like the screen would never come on. So clearly it was the screen broke and something disconnected or whatever. So I had to take it to the store, return it, bring it back to Best Buy and get a new one. So now we are officially up and running i have the roadcaster pro 2 right here and i'm recording this episode is on of the podcast on here so let's go and get started and now it's been some things you know i mean developing over time uh microsoft got rid of internet explorer i didn't know that was going to be a big story but it was for a short period of time but you know they got they really basically got rid of that uh Apple released a new, not released, but announced a new MacBook Air. It looked like a MacBook Pro, the way it's shaped, a little thinner, things like that. Uh, And they also announced the M2 chips. Now, depending on the person, like I have the M1. uh, I have this thing where... I have the M1 Mac Mini and the M1 MacBook Air. So, the thing is, they work well. I've had my issues with them. Not as far as issues where they were, like, faulty, but, like, ever since I started shooting with the uh, Sony A7S III, I've been having, like, playback issues. Now, I could do some um, pre-res Things like that when it comes to, you know, having proxies and things like that on Premiere Pro so I can kind of have playback. But it's crazy that, you know, I've seen the limitations of the M1. Now, with M2, we have to wait and see what actually happens with, you know, shooting with that camera. Now, like I said, the playback has been choppy, stuttery, and things like that. So it's been a bit of a headache for me when it comes to using this camera. But overall, pretty good experience. Nothing crazy. So now they announced the M2. Now, I don't really go by specs. I go by performance. And don't tell me, oh, we, we, um, we tested this against this, and it came out with this result. I want to see it like personally myself, you know what I mean? Like I've never been that type of person who go by numbers and just um, wild by the numbers. So for me, it's always been, let me see day-to-day usage and how it hands up and performs with day-to-day tasks that I do with it. You know what I mean? And that's why I've kind of, I've never been one of those number people like, oh, the numbers of this, 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 the quad core, this and multi-core, this and like, okay, it sounds good. Um, in the presentation 
how does it hold up when I actually use it? You know what I mean? That's where I go by. Um, so we just have to wait and see when it comes to that. So I also did some other things. I went to go see um, a couple of movies, Jurassic World, Dominion. I've been going to the movies for years, and I do love the fact that I see dinosaurs on the screen. Like, it amazes me how it looks, how realistic they come off, and, like, the dynamic of trying to make it seem so realistic because you don't really know how these things sound. They're just all assumptions and just guessing games when it comes to trying to figure out how these dinosaurs actually sound. They have some theories and some type of scientific way to make it seem like they sounded like this, but to see it up on, on screen is still amazing. The story is a basic Jurassic Park movie story. There's a lab. They've been experimenting with these things. They're getting caught up, and now it's starting to backfire on them, and people are dying, people getting caught up, and that's it. And you see the nostalgia factor of the, the original I guess you could say the original cast of the first Jurassic Park movie. And it's just funny that you get to see Jeff Go. Now, one thing I have noticed over the years of watching Jeff Goldblum, you can give him a little bit. He'll make the best out of it. You know, he's just one of those type of performers where you just watch him. He's just going to give his best performance he can with the material that's been given to him. And, like, they have so many people in this movie, and they give some people get short in this stick. You got uh, Justice Smith from the previous one. He has this scene with the Asian woman. I forgot her name. But they have their little scene, and they're, like, gone. Then you bring, uh, what's his name? His name was Size uh, something. I, I think it's a French name or something like that. If I'm butchering him, I'm sorry. He was in the first Jurassic World movie. And then they brought him back for a short little scene, and then that was it for him. So, like, if you like dinosaurs, you'll like it. If you're kind of getting, like, if you wanted, like, this great conclusion to all these movies, I don't think you get it here, in my opinion. It's just, because the trailer was a little misleading, because the way it, the perception was, is that you thought that these dinosaurs was just in like the human world just causing havoc and it's not that that's not the case. They're just basically in remote areas in different locations of the world and it's kinda like, you know, you have a certain amount of dinosaurs here and there. But they ain't causing havoc in the cities and things that you thought might have happened. So that's where you at with it. And hey look. I found some enjoyment out of it. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Not a great movie, but pretty decent movie. Enjoyable enough to watch. You know, those type of things. I ain't going to say it's a masterpiece because it's far from that. And I also seen Lightyear. I'm a little confused about the controversy with this movie. Okay, if it's all about the lesbian kiss, all right, I get it. See, I don't... See, whenever I approach a movie, I don't care about those type of things. Like... I know some lesbians. I know gay people. So, like, seeing representation for them don't really bother me, but some people it does. And I guess it's more of a family-friendly movie, more geared towards kids. So I see why some people may feel like they don't want to see some kids looking at that. I mean, I get the argument with that. 
you want to kind of let your kid kind of develop their own opinion, their own choices when it comes to these things. So I get it. And it's not a terrible thing, a terrible way to feel like that because I'm a parent myself, so I get where y'all coming from. But it's just to hate a whole group of people because of how they choose to live their life. Like, doesn't really affect you in any way, in my opinion. But in this case, a lot of people didn't like the fact it was a lesbian kiss scene or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. Overall, I felt the movie was very enjoyable, but a lot of people, I guess the marketing for this movie was a little, I wouldn't say misleading, not very telling. Let's say that. Very telling in this whole thing of what this movie actually was. If they would like let it be known that this movie is based off what Andy did when he was younger, then I would understand it a lot better. And I would understand people gripe about it. It's just because, like, if somebody, I've seen, like, reviews beforehand, and they basically said that's what happens in the beginning, is that... This is the movie Andy watched in 1995 that made him want the toy for Buzz Lightyear. Okay, if they would have let that be known up front and said, well, this is a movie within the movie. And this is where Andy, this is the movie Andy watched that makes him want the toy. So then it was like, all right, then I would get more of that argument. And. And that's why I kind of guess some people were misled by what the movie actually was. Some people felt like it was a spinoff of Buzz Lightyear, but you know what I mean? Like, this wasn't very really clear in the marketing campaign when it comes to that, I guess. And overall, I enjoyed the movie. Like, the first 30 minutes, I did get teary-eyed a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. I got teary-eyed because I thought the emotional you know, part where you see like what Buzz is going through and the emotional toll it took over over the years. And it was just like, oh my goodness. Because you can, like, we all have had somebody pass away and it, it touches us, you know what I mean? So it was like really emotional. I was like, oh wow, this is really getting deep. Now, some people say after that point, the movie takes a hard left and just goes downhill. But I disagree with that because I felt like it had the emotional roller coaster in the beginning. So you kind of got that out the way. And just now it became an epic adventure. Well, basically a space adventure. But maybe they should have just, I don't know. Look, I'm not the marketing department. So maybe they should have just made it more of it. Like I said, if they would have been clear about what it was, it probably would have made more sense to people. But I guess a lot of people were confused about what actually the movie was so but i get that argument i can understand how some people felt about that so i get it but but it was a lot of controversy with the lesbian kiss and it feels like like disney shouldn't be taking on these type of things but it's all over tv and all over internet so there's nothing new here but I guess if you want to protect your kids and make kind of one, you don't want it forced on them where they feel like that's what they have to do. So I will understand that point of view when it comes to being a parent. 
So I don't get mad. So I just don't understand like so much hatred toward it. If you say I didn't like the movie because I didn't like the movie, all right, cool. Now, if you don't like homosexuals and lesbians and you hate that entire group and you just want anything that represents them you hate, I think you need to talk to somebody about that because I, I think you just have too much hate towards one group that has nothing to do with you. That's just me, but you know, I don't, you know, tell people how they feel. I just feel like sometimes I think it's when it's that much hate towards a group like that, I just think you need to see somebody and get it out your, get it out your system a little bit. Now, having said all that, now there's this show on Disney Plus called Miss Marvel. Not really a fan of the show, not because it's just not a good show. It's just not really for me. It's more like a teenager type of show. You know what I mean? Like it's more geared toward teenagers because of the whole aspect of being in high school and being an awkward kid and finding out you have powers. That aspect of it, kind of like a Spider-Man with a little kiddier twist to me, in my opinion. Kind of like, matter of fact, it reminds me of the animated cartoon, The uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, where he kind of, like he had these little things happening in the background that kind of pushed the narrative forward. You know what I mean? So this kind of happens with certain episodes. The first couple episodes you see like pictures and uh, animations going on in the background, which I guess work for this show because I never read the comics, but a lot of people say that's basically what happens in the comics with her. And I've seen some Easter eggs that got me really excited to see what's going to happen because they had a reference to the Ten Rings, you know. Definitely looking forward to see how this all combines and twists and comes to whatever they try to do here as far as the storyline. I'm interested in seeing that aspect of the show. How, you know, the Ten of Rings has something to do with this whole bracelet that Kamala has. The whole Muslim thing doesn't, Pakistani Muslims, Arab, all that doesn't bother me because I guess I work at a, I work at a prison, so a lot of Muslims are in there. And, you know, a lot of people come by, you know, with the Quran and all these other things and all these other Muslim aspects as far as what they do and how they beliefs go. So, like, I've seen that before, so that doesn't really bother me. But some people I hear that they have an issue with that. Um, I don't understand it, but it's an interesting show, just not my cup of tea. Like I said, it's more like it's more teenage centric to me like I'm pushing 40 so for me I don't really see that show grabbing my attention I watch it it's not a bad show it's just just not my cup of tea when it comes to that because when I watch the boys you know that's more adult theme over the top adult theme show that just I find very enjoyable I think that show goes a little too far sometimes as far as what goes on in that show because oh my goodness in one episode oh my goodness in the beginning like I'll just give details without being too graphic it was one scene in the very first episode you have this guy he's like Ant-Man so he shrinks down and he he jumps into something I won't give graphic details about it but you I'll let you imagine what it is And and like he's going through all this and then something happens and then and the thing is, he's 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 like a a gay ant man. He's gay, but he's always butt naked when he shrinks. Like whenever he uses his power, he's butt ass naked. And it's like, 
I'm like, all right now. <laughs> like, why are you walking around like free balling like that? But and then he's he's gay at the same time, so he has a gay lover. And it's seen in the scene with them two, and it's like, oh my goodness, this show really is over the top. And then they, it was this episode that recently went by called The Hero Gasm. And like, oh my goodness. That scene alone was, oh my goodness, over the top. It's like, yeah, you see some nudity here and there, but this show, it's like the Amazon gave them the money and said, do whatever you want to do. And they took that to heart and went full scale crazy with it. Kind of disturbing about all that. But there's a lot of TV shows out here, a lot of, you know, tech stuff going on out here. I'm just well happy to be back and kind of, you know I mean, doing episodes again. I got my Rocaster Pro 2 finally is up and running. Like I said, I'm recording this episode on here right now as I'm doing this. And I just kind of wanted to do an episode real quick and kind of just, you know, get back in the flow of things, get back in the groove. I got my schedule is changing to a five day a week post seven to three. So I get to do more episodes like after work now or work on some videos, work on content. Like I have a set schedule where I can kind of make some moves and make things happen. I ain't got to keep flipping the coin and hoping things work out, but I'm happy to be back and kind of, you know, a stress reliever kind of talk about the latest and greatest when it comes to technology, entertainment. Those are my like my favorite things to talk about when it comes to just like everyday stuff, you know, raising kids. But, you know. Sometimes you need that outlet to kind of take your mind someplace else, and that's what doing podcasting, shooting YouTube videos do for me. They're very therapeutic, and I, I and I do believe the position I'm starting to get offered, I'm not starting to, the position I got offered is where I can kind of do some of these things while I'm at work. You know what I mean? So that's going to be a great thing for me, great opportunity to kind of find my happy place and just, ha- just have a good old time and groove and not be caught up in this whole thing trying to, Oh, my schedule was so terrible first and I was trying to make it work and it was just such a headache. But now it's starting to work in a way where it's just going to flow and I can just go from there and pretty much just do my best to make magic on a, a set schedule now. I ain't got to worry about, oh, if I'm off this day, let's do this. Day. Like, I ain't got to do that anymore. I can kind of plan it out, shoot it on my, when I get home from work, get it, put it together and then scoped it, edited it, and just make it look like, you know, a fine piece of art when it's all said and done. What else I want to talk about? Let me find some things I want to mention. Oh, right. So Thor Love and Thunder will be out next week. Looking forward to the movie. And I've heard there's some LGBTQ people in there. I wonder... Well, I think Valkyrie is going to be one, but I wonder if Hercules is going to make an uh, make an appearance because we've seen Zeus. You know, Hercules is the son of Zeus, so I wonder if we're going to see any aspects of Hercules in there or any other type of Greek god. Because once you see Zeus, you kind of want to know if anybody else is going to make their appearance. And that's one thing I thought is cool that the Norse mythology and the Greek mythology came together, but it's different compared to like what DC done with Wonder Woman. Where Olympus is like Olympus, what do they call it in Marvel? An omnipotent city. That's where the Olympic Olympic gods and stuff are all at, or something like that. 
in the comics. No, they have to, I think their Olympus is like a different reality. But then they call it Omnipotent City. I've heard this mentioned before, but I'm not too sure if it's like a different like way of calling Olympus. But I'm really looking forward to see if any, like I said, Hercules, any uh, other Greek guys. Like, it, well, Ares did make an appearance as a statue in Thor Ragnarok. So I wonder if he's, is he still alive or he's just, you know, was he dead? That's a good question to see about that. But, you know, Christian Bell is Gore the God Butcher. And I thought that was pretty cool. So we got Batman as Gore. You, you dig what I'm saying? Like, we got Gore, Batman the God Butcher. <laughs> you, you dig what I'm saying? Like, you got Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bell. And I'm curious to see his performance because if you ever seen American Psycho, he can play a disturbed type of character. And I'm really looking forward to seeing his performance. But I li- like a lot of people, well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, a lot of reviews that came out and said basically he's good in the part. He does his best or what's given to him. He said he comes off very creepy in some aspects of it, which is interesting. So let's just wait and see how it all pans out with that movie. And there's also, uh, I think, now that we're mentioning like Marvel and all these comic book stuff, I heard, what, well, not WonderCon, Comic Con is coming next, well, yeah, next month. And Marvel's supposed to make an appearance back in. They're supposed to showcase, you know, basically their phase five slate, hopefully. I don't know, because they saying a lot of people was wondering, like, D23 was supposed to be the big reveal. They never said that, but the people just assumed that. That's what cracks me up about some folks. Like, you make an assumption about something and then get mad when your assumption is wrong. That's why they tell you never make it a, never assume anything, because it just can go completely left. If you do it that way. And I'm hoping to see like the whole phase five slate and what's to come. Well, we already know one movie, the Thunderbolts. They kind of announced that one with a director and a writer for that. So we know that's coming. Uh, Fantastic Four look like it's going to be a phase five movie. Shang-Chi 2, they announced that. But, I, you know, that's a phase five movie, probably depending on where they place it. Um... Yeah, let's just wait and see how it goes with that. But this is a very short episode. I kind of just wanted to get back in the groove, get back in the swing of things like a lot was going on this whole time, waiting for this roadcaster to come, my schedule, the changes. Like I put in, like the crazy thing is I put in for a shift change, and I was supposed to start 7 to 3 at July 18th. Then I get a call from this captain I know. And he pulls me to the side and asks me to meet him at his office. And he offered me a position doing some of the things I do now. But he said, we're going to pull you quick and make it, and make it happen. Next thing I know, that was last week on a, a Thursday. And he telling me next Wednesday, come to his office, I start then. And it's like a lot just happened and just a lot of changes happened real quick. And then for the better. Because it's like my schedule is going to be set in stone, set in stones, Monday through Friday, 7 to 3. 
weekends and holidays off. So like that happened. So I got a steady schedule now. I can kind of make these work for me and do some podcasts and do some videos without having to like scramble to make it work. Now I can just kind of focus, script it out, make some um, PowerPoints and things like that. And just, I mean, attack it without having to like, all right, I'm off these two days. I got to do all this work. You know, there's so much going on, but now I ain't got to worry about that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes. Stay tuned for more videos on YouTube. Just stay tuned for the podcast, all that stuff. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoy. See you next time.